Welcome to Live and Love Your Brand, a podcast to support you in sharing your message and mission with the world. I'm your host, Emma Lovell. I'm lovely by name, lovely by nature. I'm a personal branding specialist with a mission to support female entrepreneurs to live and love their brand. I've been running my business, Lovely Communications, for more than 12 years, and I can hand on heart say that my success has come from the strength of my personal brand. I believe in the power of owning and sharing our story. I want to help you own your story, shop consistently, and really put yourself out there. So here on the podcast, you'll find helpful tips, practical exercises, and joyful discussions that will inspire you to reconnect with your brand and communicate it more effectively. I'll be joined by incredible experts to discuss how personal branding can have a huge impact on your business and on your life. I'd love to hear from you, so please make sure to connect over on social media. You can find me on Instagram at lovelycoms, that's L-O-V-E-L-L-Y, double the L means double the life, Facebook, Lovely Communications, and you can join in the conversation in our lovely community, the Live and Love Your Brand Facebook group. Of course, make sure to come back weekly as each new episode drops. I can't wait to share with you how to gain clarity, build confidence, and increase connections all by sharing your unique personal brand with the world. Lovely Communications is based on the Gold Coast and recognizes Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the first peoples of this place, now known as Australia. We are grateful for the continuing care of the lands, waterways and skies where we work, live, listen, learn and play. From here on your Gumbe country and from wherever you are listening, we respect the elders past, present and emerging. Welcome back to the Live and Love Your Brand podcast. I am so excited today to be welcoming Nicole Smith, who is a writer, but she's also a gorgeous friend and has been a client of mine. I met Nicole uh, years ago, and she will uh, share this story on the podcast uh, when she went to attend one of my workshops uh, on social media when I was a social media specialist. I have <laughs> since moved into personal branding and help people still with social media, but uh, that's what I was doing then and um, learned some valuable, valuable lessons from Nicole, which we also share on this episode. Uh, So today we're going to be talking about Nicole's journey as a writer, her own uh, challenges with putting herself out there and how she shows up and how she's also overcome that and pursuing her love of writing with her wonderful blog and also through her career. So I would love to introduce Nicole. She, Nicole Smith is a writer, wheelchair user, coffee addict, AFL footy fan, and improviser. She has a blog where she interviews social entrepreneurs. It's called blankpagesandemptyspaces.com. She has a Bachelor of Behavioral Science and a Graduate Diploma of English. Nicole won a Writability Fellowship from Writers Victoria, and she is currently storming a storming the city mentor with writers victoria and a fun fact she's done quite a bit of tv work and even a short film i always love my discussions with with nicole and i learn so much from her and with her and it's been such a privilege to be on her journey for almost 10 years now so please enjoy this episode and this discussion with the fabulous nicole smith Welcome to the podcast, Nicole Smith. Hi, thanks for having me. 
<laughs> so nice to see you. Obviously, we're, we're, we're recording on Zoom, um, but so it's always nice to see you. But tell me, uh, one of the easiest questions we'll start with is, who are you in your words and how do we know each other? Um, how long have you got? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a writer. I'm an interviewer. I'm a wheelchair user. Um, and in my day job, I do a lot of um, marketing and communications, um, including social media. And just recently, I've um, been working with Writers Victoria um, as a mentor for their Storming the City program for um, writers with disability. Brilliant. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> I try to keep up, but I love hearing what you're up to. And, yeah, we have a little – there's two ways we met. Um, we met through someone. So tell her the other way we, when we actually met in person. Yeah. So um, I came to know of you because we have a mutual friend who was going to one of the amazing – sessions that you run and I was unable to go to that um and so you graciously um suggested that we have a one-on-one -on -one session and I just fell in love with you and wanted to be your best friend from then um and then we we met in person for the first time if I'm not mistaken at um a pro blogger event up in yes. the, the Gold Coast hosted by Darren Rouse yes yes it was my my first and then the last of pro blog blogger as it was and I think we, yes. we kind of got the tail end because it turned into like master classy type sessions after that year but we yep. got the full shebang didn't we yeah I um recently contacted um the owners of pro blogger and said can you do another one in yeah, the Gold Coast preferably because that was really fun yeah it was so fun yeah and yeah I don't think I don't know if you messaged me before or you just came up to me and you were like Emma it's me we work together and I was like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It, it sounds was, like something I would do. I bet I just was, came up to you. Yeah, you do. Oh, yeah. It was so nice because sometimes I literally brought this up the other week, and I would give this tip to my listeners. I mean, I was at Osmumpreneur, which is a big conference, so another big conference thing. And there's so many people, and sometimes literally there's just so many people there, and you're already doing your own thing. But also, people sometimes can look slightly different to their photos, or you just. You're used to seeing a circle of them and now they're in real life in front of you. Yeah. So when I did a speaking presentation, a woman asked a question. It was a great question. It was about mental health and how to talk about mental health um, on your LinkedIn and stuff. And it was a great question. Anyway, the next day I was ended up sitting next to that woman and uh, she had all glittery, shiny things on. So, of course, you know, Nicole, that I loved her. Um, but sort of like laughing and sort of haha at something. And then later in the day, I was on my LinkedIn, looked at my messages and realized that we were actually booked in to do a live. We had met through oh, a, wow. a group and I went, went up to her. I'm like, Joe, um, <laughs> hello. <laughs> we know, like we know each other, but we don't know each other. And she's like, yeah, I was like, why didn't you just say hi? Cause you obviously knew who I was. <laughs> like, yeah. I did obviously wasn't clicking, putting the, the dots together and knowing, you know, it was you. So I just say to people, if, don't ever be afraid, and I love what you did, to go up and say hello to someone, not yeah. not because they're like a celebrity or whatever, just because it's like you've met them, you've connected with them online, and then you're in real life and you don't even get to say hello because it's only two days or whatever these conferences. Mm -hmm. You miss the opportunity and that's where the depth of the relationship comes from. Definitely. And I think because I'm a wheelchair user, 
sometimes that's a cheat card for being recognized so um sometimes it it works the opposite way but sometimes it has its benefits around if you want people to remember you chances are they will because i stick out from the crowd a bit um so so that's really good as well i use it to my advantage sometimes good so you should so um And I must say, you're being very gracious in saying that you were unable to attend my workshop because actually it provided me with a valuable lesson. You were booked in to come and then our lovely mutual colleague, Simone Flanagan, asked me, is the venue wheelchair accessible? And I found out it wasn't. And I felt I was horrified. Like I just had never, it had never come up to me for me. I hadn't hosted that many events at that time. But it was a lesson and a reminder forever. Um, and I was, yeah, mortified when I contacted you to be like, at the time as well, I was volunteering with Disabled Winter Sport Australia. Um, and you just really do take for granted accessibility. And this place even did have a lift, but um, it was a service lift and it wasn't able to accommodate your chair. And, yeah. you know, so of course I... I wanted well, I offered you a refund or or the private one on one, which I'm glad you took the one on one because I loved getting to know you. But you were very gracious and um lovely in in terms of allowing my ignorance and educating me. So thank you. I mean, accessibility is always going to be very very important to me. Obviously, given my lived experience, but I found that sometimes when things aren't accessible, it leads to better things happening. So chances are that I would have gone to that session, I would have met you, it would have been great, but that's it. But because we were able to have that one-on-one, it sort of led to an ongoing friendship. Yeah. So I like to look at the positive sometimes. Sometimes it's hard, but um, in, <laughs> the, in like, this, this case sucks. it worked out really well. So, yeah. Good. Well, yeah, again, I, I think gracious is a word that could be attributed to you as well. So you are a writer. How did your journey as a writer begin? Well, I um, always found it really difficult to write about myself. And people would say, um, basically, because of my disability, I had a different upbringing to a lot of other people. um, And I had a lot of experience, a lot of different experiences to a lot of other people. Um, And so people would say, your story is what needs to be told. We need to have more diversity in literature and things. Mm. Um, so I always wanted to be a writer and um, they would say, great, where is your writing? And I would say it's locked away on the computer and no <laughs> one's ever going to read it because it's too vulnerable yeah. for me. Mm. Um, and so then I thought a way that I could get around that is I'm just genuinely interested in other people. Mm. Um, and so I thought I could write about other people and that way I could talk to other people, which I also love doing, obviously. Um, and I could write about them and um, I could write about people that I think deserve to take up the spotlight because it also frustrated me that I knew a lot about the Kardashians and who was going out with who and who'd had whose baby and I'd never watched an episode. So I knew a lot of people in my life that I thought these people deserve the spotlight. Mm. Yeah. Perhaps more than some of the celebrities I was seeing on the front pages. Yeah. So I just thought that way 
I can show my writing and I also get to speak to amazing people. You so did. I started, I started my blog that way. You did. And you've had some pretty amazing people. Yeah. Well, um, shout out to Sana Smiles, who's the CEO of Harcourts Victoria, because she was the first person that I interviewed. And she said that my interview is the best one that she'd had. Um, and because of that, she um, gave me some freelance work working for Harcourts Victoria. So perfect. Th that worked really well in terms of it was good that she was the first person because she gave me belief in myself. And I thought, okay, what I am doing is worthwhile and people are noticing how much work I'm putting into it. So it, it really, um, it really encouraged me to keep going. The fact that she was the first person. Yeah, well, you have to have a start. Like you have to start somewhere, and someone has yeah. to, somebody has to give you an opportunity. But yeah. you know, you also have to decide. Like you're saying, you could just keep. There are so many people who are so talented and or have something they want to do, but it's locked away because they're yeah. too scared to try, or yeah, you know, too worried about being judged, or or waiting, or waiting for someone to give them the chance. But mm. you know, you took the opportunity and then got an opportunity. Yeah, I love that. And so obviously you're quite, well, you are quite passionate about talk, talking about disability, but it depends. So how often, and it was, you know, we were talking before we got on that, I mean, how often do you sort of bring up your disability or do you feel like it comes up or, you, and how often, I'm asking like four questions at once, how often do you feel like you proactively go out and write or want to talk about or share disability stories? Um. I don't think that I consciously talk about my disability an awful lot. I think that what happens is that I will have an experience of not being able to access something mm -hmm. and I will write on Facebook, for example, that this sucks that I wasn't able to access, you know, my, my friend's party or something because the venue lied and said they're accessible and they're not. Um, and then I will find myself, instead of writing a status of a few sentences, writing a few paragraphs and going, this could be turned into something. This could be turned into um, a piece that Writers Victoria might take on, for example. Um, so I remember when I was in year eight or year nine, um, my school nurse, who used to help me a lot um, with access and things, said to me, oh, you should be a disability advocate. Mm. And I immediately said no, because to me at that time, there was only one form of advocate. They were um, loud people that stood in front of trams and um, and protested to the government or got on TV all the time and you saw them at rallies and protests and things. And while I have done some of those things and I, I really admire the people that do, didn't really align with my with who I knew myself to be at that time yeah um and then and then I realized that I to some extent a lot of people with disabilities are just advocates by being visible in the world yeah and by living yeah. their life yeah. the way they want yeah they're sort of advocates in their in their own way mm -hmm. um so I guess that I don't to answer your question I don't actively go out and say what can I write about disability today but I might just have a thought about my life and think oh 
not many people know this about me or this mm-hmm. is a question that I often get from my able-bodied friends mm-hmm. that I might have thought was just common knowledge and it turns out it's not. So then I take that and write about it. But I think you also told me once you worked, you actually were working with an organisation who supported people with disabilities and there were things that were inaccessible yeah. even there. <laughs> You're like, yeah, you already. <laughs> Accessibility is really hard because often, often, it's not, it's not hard. I shouldn't say that. It's not hard. It's complicated mm. because something that's accessible to me yes. might make so- something inaccessible to somebody else. Yeah. So um, we always strive for 100% accessibility, mm-hmm. but it's, diffi- it's difficult to get there. Yeah. And you yeah. you are, yeah, as I said before, quite gracious about it and patient, but then as you also said, sometimes you um, you do get frustrated and, and, and let that out, but yeah. understand that you don't want your whole story to be that, to be no. an angry think, person fighting all the time. <laughs> yeah. I think the reason that I don't want it to be that and only that, I'm okay if it's part of my story, but I don't want it to be my whole story because half the time, if not most of the time, I don't even think about it. Yeah. I don't I don't go around in my life thinking I'm sitting in my wheelchair now and I'm driving my wheelchair down the street. <laughs> I just think I'm I'm walking down the street. So it doesn't it doesn't cloud my judgment. Um ninety percent of the time it doesn't bother me. So I'm thinking why should it take up a hundred percent of my writing experience? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's that adaptiveness and adaptability and that was something that I learned by working with disabled winter sport who are even you know I think in America they talk about more like adaptive and adaptive sports and it is that you adapt you just use different equipment or you you have to use the equipment in a different way and you know if you're if you're the one adapting then you just kind of get on with it but everyone else is looking who's never experienced that and going, wow, yeah, how do you do that? Because I could never do that. And you're like, well, you probably would have to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was really, thank you. That was really well articulated. Now tell me, who is the coolest person you've interviewed or your um, favourite? See, this, this, is, this is difficult because <laughs> my, whole, my whole point of my blog is to um, shine a light on people who aren't necessarily well-known. But then I have spot, soft spots for the interviews that I've done with well-known people. Of course. Um, and so, yeah, one, um, one of the um, ones that I enjoyed the most was uh, with Lance Petroni, who, um, who used to be a footballer, um, mm-hmm. who played for my team for a little while um and then he had he had um mental health issues and so now he has um created love me love you which is a community organization um non-profit organization for people with mental health issues um and their slogan is never alone so it has a really big community community feel um and he we met in a cafe, which I think makes a huge difference when I'm able to meet my 
um, interview subjects in person. Mm. Um, and we just had a really in-depth conversation about mental health and it was so lovely and we're still in sort of semi-regular contact now. Um, and one of the most interesting ones that I did was um, with Armin, who's now involved in the city of South South Australia, whose um, father actually killed his mother in front of them um, oh, in wow. a domestic violence um, domestic violence incident. Um, and that was so interesting, and I felt so honored to hear him tell his story to me um because it was such an emotional story um but he told it with such grace um and such openness to somebody that he'd never met before me um and he's gone on to do amazing things i think he's now a a counselor for um the the government of south australia um so he's doing really well for himself that's wonderful yeah what it is a privilege to hear other people's stories and definitely yeah it's something I love doing this yeah (laughs) but yeah well you'll have to share those links as well we'd love to share those in the show notes so people can check them out as well um and so do you face any challenges we've sort of talked about it a little bit but maybe other things do you face any challenges when showing up with your own personal brand showing up with who you are um I think being a woman in today's society, as well as being um, a disabled woman in today's society, makes the imposter syndrome really, really, really loud. Mm -hmm. Um, What right do I have to share my writing? Who's going to read it? Who cares? There are so many other writers who do things better. where's the space that I'm going to carve out for myself and so I guess it's imposter syndrome is is the main thing and also something that you taught me and so um I've overcome it a lot is needing to be perfect Mm -hmm. sometimes it's good just to get things done rather than having them perfect and that's partly why I called my um blog blank pages and empty spaces because I always used to hear you can't edit a blank page you know you're going to fill the blank page with something yeah and you do the best you can at the time but that's the great thing about having a blog is that you can always go back and edit it if you need to no one's going to expect it to be perfect um and people would rather see the the humanity of the writer rather than the perfection they don't they don't want to read something that comes from a robot i guess oh yeah Um, yeah yeah well it's your voice that makes it different it's your your view and your outlook and your style that makes it different and the way that you heard those people's stories and then transcribed them and, and and shared them is completely different to the way that i would or any other writer would and that's the uniqueness is that combination of that coming together. And, you know, you said about empty spaces. Well, you're filling the spaces, yeah. you know. <laughs> you're I filling the spaces. I love so much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as soon as you said it, I was like, oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> you're filling the space. Yeah. You're creating a space for yourself. 
Uh, it's beautiful. And I do remember, I do have a, yeah, I recalled you had um, a challenge at one point while we were working together. It was, yeah, you'd sat on this piece for so long and you said by the time you were like, is it too late now? It, it's too late. I can't put it out there. It's too late. They won't even care anymore. And I said, well, look, as someone who's had things, you know, publicity or, or a, your story shared, I, I don't think it matters if it's six months, a year or two years. It's it's still an, so nice to have somebody choose to share your story yeah. and, you know. Yeah. And the thing that I had to sort of learn was that these people are busy. They have organisations um, of their own and that's why I am interviewing them, right? So yeah. they're, 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 they're busy. They're not waiting for my piece um, and sitting going, where is it? They've probably forgotten about it because life gets busy. Um, and if they're really after seeing what I wrote, then they'll write to me and say, where is it? Yeah. Um, but they'll probably just be grateful because I'm not coming from a newspaper. I don't have an ulterior motive. Basically, I just admire what they do and I want to give them free publicity. Yeah. So I'm, so I'm sort of doing them a favor as well as them doing me a favor. So when I have sat on these pieces, when I've eventually got up the courage to say, um, sorry, I have things going on, but here it is. They, they will say, oh, thank, thank you so much. It's so great. And then that's it. And then yeah. I've worried for nothing. You know, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But, but, you know, it, it's easier said than done. Sometimes we all get in our own heads and, um, you know, it does take sometimes someone else to come along and go, you know, to, to soundboard things or to say, oh, I'm feeling this way. And then they say, okay, we'll do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> or why don't you do it this way? And you're like, oh, okay, yeah. I'll just yeah. do that. Yeah. But, yeah, I did I loved, I did love working with you and I love, you know, I, I'm always so proud of you when I see you sharing things and, and showing up. But, yeah, how has it, has it helped you to, to show up? Yeah, more? I, th- I think it has and it's also helped because I feel like, working with you i've been sort of honored that we've kept the relationship going so even if we don't have a session coming up if i'm worried about a piece of writing or i just say um emma do you have a contact for this person we can sort of bounce ideas off each other and so some colleagues as well (laughs) yeah sometimes networking and things it's not so much about um having a session at, at, at a scheduled time it's just about having somebody you know that you can call on if if need be and then we're each other's cheerleader um so i've i like that a lot i think yeah yeah and i love i love you're very supportive and i love seeing whenever i see your name pop up it's um very lovely so yeah it goes both ways as well you know there's no i think that's the nice thing when you work together um even though one may provide the service is that yeah and we are in similar industry, so we can yeah. continue to to support and cheer on. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that you've helped me with is just because of uh, various things going on in my life, or you know, um, paid work having to take priority for for a while, or um, different things that that have come up. I've been worried about starting and stopping my blog and then starting again. Yeah. And you've sort of said you don't have to make a big deal of it. You can just keep going as if, you know, nothing happened. And 
people get busy and they and they won't realize and they'll be happy to see you back yeah like, like it won't be this big thing of you know um keyboard warriors going where have you been it will it will be more like oh welcome back missed you yeah so I and think that's been really good to realize as well yeah definitely and it's always you know you might have the one person and it's nice to be wanted and all that stuff but you don't want the the pressure of it and then as you said about the people that you've done the interviews for everyone's busy and everyone yeah. is so busy looking at their own stuff and looking at what they're doing that we don't even and so you know to hold yourself back because you're worried what somebody else is going to look on and think when they actually yeah. they're too busy caring about what other people think about them so it's like why don't we just get on with what we're doing and there might be one or two naysayers or you know someone who has a narky comment at some point and that that sucks but there's so many other hundreds of thousands of people cheering you on absolutely yeah and at the very least I want to see what you're doing so (laughs) show up for me It'll it it'll be you and my dad. Yes, there we go. If any, if, at least I know that my my mum and my cat will listen to this. At least we'll have at least two listeners always, which Yay. is lovely. But tell me, do you have a tip for our audience if they are wanting to get started writing or starting their own, maybe their own blog or something like that? What would you give them? Um, I think it was too. Tim Winton, who said that you've just got to show up, you've just got to make time and write, because I I really struggle with that. Like I might have said, we're we're recording this on a Sunday, and I might have said that um Sunday is going to be my day for writing, but then if a friend rings me and says, are you free to go out for lunch? I'll say yep, <laughs> and I'll go out and I'll spend the whole day with them. And then my my writing is sort of gone. Whereas if I thought of it like work, I wouldn't skip work to go out for lunch, you, you know. So you kind of have to schedule it in as work. Yeah. Um. Because sometimes it does feel like work. Sometimes the the talking and the interviewing is the easy part. Mm. Um. And then and then the writing is the hard part. So sometimes it does feel feel like work, but um, because I do the blog um, and I don't get paid for the blog itself. Um, sometimes it's easy to put it aside and go, oh, I can do that next week or the week after or the week after, and then it doesn't get done. So I guess that I would say schedule in some time, even if it's an hour or two, just uh, the same time every week just to get something done. Yeah. Um, and then um, an author, Fiona McIntosh, I think it was, I went to, um, something with the um, publisher Penguin. She was speaking at a workshop for um, for Penguin and she said, never go back unless you're finished writing the whole thing. Don't go back and look at what you've written the day before because what inevitably happens is that you end up editing your work from the day before and not actually writing anything new. Yeah. So she said, true. have a writing time. And then have an editing time, but yeah. don't don't look at what you wrote the day before. Even if you have to cover what you wrote before with another sheet of paper to stop yeah. yourself, just keep writing, and then you can go back at the end and edit the whole thing. That's very good advice because yes, they're very different 
hats and skill sets to be doing and you do need that dedication and yeah the getting the actual words down is the most important part because otherwise as you said you'll just have a blank page and you can't edit a blank page yeah brilliant advice and what are you working on what are you working towards anything that you want to put out to the universe or to our listeners about what you want to attract um I am going to start um doing some more pitch letters for interviews um I had a difficult start to the year and so my blog sort of went on hiatus for a little while um, and then I, I got jobs through Writers Victoria um, and I just recently did a um, interviewing workshop as part of um, as part of their 2022 program. Um, and so that was really lovely. So I feel like I'm still in the writing world, but in terms of going back to the basics of why I started this and doing my blog, um, I haven't updated it for quite a while. Um, and so... I really want to get back into just why I love it and just talking to more people and having more interviews. That would be great. So um, if there are people, I know that you've had Khadija on your podcast um, and Mm. I've also interviewed her and she's amazing. Um, But if, if there are more people that think think, um, they would like to be interviewed, that would, that would be fantastic. Yeah, um, pitch in reverse, some... pitch to Nicole. See if you know you like a talent search. <laughs> there are also places that I would love to um pitch to, but I'm still overcoming the um the um imposter syndrome, I guess. So we'll see how we go with that. But... Well, you feel free to shout those out anytime because I feel I do believe in when we put things out to the universe. Also I believe in sixty you know, the whole six degrees of separation. And you never know who knows somebody. You might actually well, know the person or the business that you want to talk to. Kill Your Darlings needs to contact me, please. Okay. Or, or The Big Issue, please. PSA, Big Issue, let's, and Kill Your Darlings, PSA. Let's please put them out there, put it out there, see what happens. I love it. I love it. I'm so Great. proud of you. That was a lot of courage. Well done. And most importantly, how can we contact you, Nicole? How can we stay in touch with you? Um, I have an email, Nicole at, at blankpagesandemptyspaces.com. I'm thinking I shouldn't have made the email that long, but it is <laughs> it is the full words, Nicole at blankpagesandemptyspaces.com. Um, I also have a Facebook and an Instagram, um, but I'm available for any freelance writing as well. I, I love um, writing for different organisations. So that's that's been... Um, really fun um and an a bit of extra writing work on the side so i love it solid pitch well it has been a pleasure to speak with you today but it is an absolute pleasure to witness your journey and um you know thank you for always sharing with me and you know educating and yeah just being being part of my journey too thank you for being thank my you cheerleader for being you Oh, stop it. We're getting all mushy here. <laughs> can, I just, can I just say this is the most um this is the most unshining clothing I've ever seen you in. You normally <laughs> have colours galore and glitter and She's giving away all my secrets in private. I I, I no there's no sparkle. <laughs> yes, I'm wearing 
a gray t-shirt on a Sunday. So there we go. Um, but my nails are still, no, my nails are still sparkly. So there you go. I'll still, you got one better be... than me. Mine are, mine are um, plain today. So. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, Nicole. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today for another episode of Live and Love Your Brand. I'm so grateful that you've shared your time by listening today. That means so much to me. And if you're loving what you're learning, I would be so appreciative if you'd leave a review, rate this podcast and subscribe. It really shows me that you care, but it also helps other listeners to find us too. Again, please be sure to connect with me. I love hearing from you and getting to know your story. You can connect with me on Instagram at lovelycoms, Facebook, lovely communications and please do join the gorgeous community live and love your brand our facebook group or if you're ready to take action now and want to improve how you show up in the world with your brand then head on over to lovelycommunications.com again lovely is l-o-v-e double l-y communications.com to learn how you can work with me my clients have gone on to experience opportunities that they could never have dreamed of From starting businesses to taking leadership in their own life, they have found the confidence to stand in who they are and to go wholeheartedly after what they truly want in life. And I want that for you too. If you're ready to invest in yourself and reconnect with who you are, then let's chat. Thank you again for listening. Now go into the world and share the beauty that is the uniqueness of you. Catch you next week, lovely.